If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. I recently met up with two female veteran entrepreneurs to discuss their sales and marketing efforts. One thing I immediately pressed upon them was the importance of activating their existing network and key relationships. During this process, I realized that what was an obvious insight to me wasn't so obvious to them, which is why for today's show, I decided to discuss how to activate your network so that it's working for you and vice versa. Before we jump into the show, do me a favor and make sure you subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. I'd also like to encourage you to check out my first book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step into Greatness, available on Amazon at the link in the show notes as well. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship, financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What's going on, Bunker? Today, we're going to be talking about how to activate your network. So I had an interesting week last week. I was coaching two female veteran entrepreneurs. One runs a restaurant in New York's in the New York City metro area, and the other one owns a shoe brand. And we were talking about sales and marketing, you know, finding your perfect customer, et cetera. But one of the things that I had to come back to for both of them was making sure that they were activating their existing network and key relationships to build off of when it comes to growing their businesses. Now, for those of you who know me personally, you know how much I hate networking for the sake of networking. Like, I don't like just going out to random events, whether it's the Chamber of Commerce or some of these other organizations that people will tell you you need to be a part of. But at the same time, I do recognize and opportunities to build meaningful relationships with people. I just think sometimes networking, I don't want to say networking gets a bad name, I think too often networking can be just a little too self-serving for me. So I try to put myself in positions where I'm actually able to add value and help other people and genuinely get energized being around a certain group of individuals. But at the same time, I'm being more aware of the fact that like a lot of people have not necessarily done the groundwork of really leveraging their existing relationships to work on their behalf. So Tell me if this sounds familiar, right? You sit down at your computer and you're like, all right, I need to do some marketing today or I need to do some cold outreach. And you create your little list of companies you want to connect with, et cetera. But then you realize like you don't even know anyone at these companies. You don't know. You've never worked in that industry, right? So it's not like you're going into it with a bunch of existing relationships. It's just that people say like, hey, you should think about working with this company or working with that company. But if you don't have anybody on the inside to vouch for you, are you really setting yourself up for success? And the answer is no. So for myself, right, I was very blessed to go to a place like the Naval Academy and be a Marine Infantry officer. And 
a lot of those relationships I built through those networks were actually the ones that really helped me early on with Ironbound Boxing. So a lot of my early donors were just classmates of mine from the Naval Academy. Or, you know, we got this really big grant for $5,000 to build out the gym initially. And that was through a relationship I had with the New York City Police Department boxing team from a boxing trip that I took like when I was in college, like sophomore year, right? And that's how far back that relationship went. And I launched a gym in 2015 and I met the police officer. His name's Pat Russo in 2008. And so it's easy for me to start looking internally and say, you know what, Mike? I probably wouldn't have gotten to where I am today if it wasn't for the relationships that I have. And so I try to guide a lot of entrepreneurs now to really be more intentional about who you're doing your targeted reach out to, not just for the sake of customers, but so people know what you're up to and they can help, you know, you find those strategic partners. They can be a champion on your behalf, et cetera. And so when I was meeting with both entrepreneurs, one of the things that I had them do was I had them create a, almost like a spider web of different organizations that they're a part of. So one of the entrepreneurs, her name is Natasha and she's an AKA. So AKA is a sorority, female sorority. It's got chapters all across the country. All right. And she sells this luxury shoe brand. And so one of the things I was talking to her about was like, okay, you have this relationship with the AKAs, right? Let's go ahead and draw you a circle. We're going to put Natasha in the middle. And then we're going to draw like a, a leg. And we're going to make that leg say AKA. All right. And then I said, okay, where else did you, you know, what else is in your background? Oh, she went to an HBCU. HBCU stands for Historically Black Colleges and Universities. Hampton, the school she went to is HBCU. My cousin went to Morehouse, right? It's a thing. If you don't know, Google HBCUs, right? But they're very passionate about being from HBCUs. They have HBCU-specific events. They have HBCU-specific apparel, right? HBCU grads tend to go out of their way to help other HBCU grads. So that's another key relationship she can leverage. So let's make another leg on that, and let's type in HBCU, okay? Now, she's an Army veteran, all right? So go ahead and put a tab on that. Let's put military veterans. That's another leg, all right? And then, you know, I think she did the ROTC. She went by way of ROTC. So that's another connection. Let's make that as well. She went to a shoe program where they taught her how to design and make her own shoes. I forgot the name of the school, but let's make that another leg. But you can see what I'm getting at, right? Like you start to make these different legs and you start to look at all the key relationships and networks you're a part of. And so then you can say, okay, looking at these right here, where do I have the strongest competitive advantage? Or better yet, who can benefit the most from uh, the products and services that I offer? And so if I'm going to activate my network, right, where do you want to start? And you want to start by prioritizing, okay, what is the strongest network affiliations to the least strongest? But at the very least, you can start connecting with people either online reaching out to them on LinkedIn, and not even selling anything, just introducing yourself, saying, in this example, I'm a fellow HBCU grad. I started my own shoe company. Would love to connect on here and you know see how we can support one, one another or follow each other's content. And the thing is, in an ideal world, right, people that come from the same tribe as you 
whether it's a fraternity or sorority you're a part of, it's this military connected community, they're going to be a lot more open to helping you or jumping on a call with you or, you know, even just following you back as opposed to sending some cold outreach to someone. And, you know, for me, I kind of do this naturally, right? Like I never created these networks for myself just like super intentionally. It was more of me just kind of following my passion. You know, even taking Bunker Lives, for example, I knew I wanted to grow Ironbound Boxing and I didn't have this like veteran entrepreneurial ecosystem that I was a part of yet. And so as soon as I heard about Bunker Labs, I was like, sign me up, right? So boom, I'm there with Bunker Labs. Then I joined my coaching group with the Lions Pride. That's another network, right? Then you think about like, oh, I was like, oh, I want to go to grad school. I did that. So I've done a lot of things over the last few years that have just kind of given me this really strong network on top of what I've already had. But when I'm working with entrepreneurs that don't necessarily have a network per se, then I'm realizing that like you do have to be a little bit more intentional about building it, right? And you can treat that even just like your traditional sales process. So when I'm coaching people, I tell them like, hey, you need to get some time on a calendar at a minimum, at least 30 minutes to an hour where you're focusing on nothing but lead gen. So this is you trying to kick up dirt to drive revenue. Part of what this can also be is just making connections with these existing networks to build out these relationships. Because if I, let's say you reach out to me for help and you say, Mike, I need, you know, I need sales. I need some revenue, et cetera. I would probably pull up your LinkedIn and I'm big on LinkedIn, but this can be other channels too. It can be TikTok. It can be Instagram, et cetera. But I'm just going to use LinkedIn as this example, right? You say, okay, let me look at your LinkedIn profile. And then I say, we, you and I have like 300 different LinkedIn connections and I start going through them and I'm like, oh my God, so-and-so does this. So-and-so does that. Oh, I know so-and-so owns this company or owns that company. And then I ask you, I'm like, hey, we have these mutual connections. Have you connected with any of them? Do they know what you're doing? And the answer 99% of the time is no. And I'm, I, 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 you know, for me, the answer is simple. It's like, listen, you have to keep your network updated on what you're doing so that they can help you. You want to activate it. And sometimes all that means is just, either adding value to that network, like like I do with podcasting. So I'm always kind of jumping on, I'm interviewing different guests. And so that's how I stay top of mind with people. But if I didn't have a podcast, I would still go around the horn and just check in with people, see what they're working on, ask them if they need any help with anything. Is there anybody I can connect them with out of my own personal network? That way we're all keeping each other top of mind, right? And so that's what you have to do. You have to get out there and you got to actually work your network. And again, I'm not talking about networking for the set of networking. You know, I have my little name tag and telling people how important I am. I'm talking about genuinely be curious about what people have going on. Figure out what their pain points are and how you can help them. One of the best things you can do to activate your network is just to help somebody. You know, today, literally, Jamie J, shout out to Jamie J, an amazing veteran entrepreneur, runs Bottleneck Digital Assistance. He reached out to me today and he said, hey, Mike, I'm looking to do a restaurant or something in Missouri. I was wondering if you know any potential places to get capital. Immediately, I said, hey, Jamie, you should check out your local CDFI, which stands for Community Development Financial Institutions. And CDFIs have a mandate to serve veterans and other underserved communities 
with their loans. And they, they basically have flexible loan terms. And it, it's typically viewed as an alternative source of financing, you know, particularly when you're trying to go through bank or raise venture capital, it can be really hard that the CDFIs, they really like work with you and they have programming and technical assistance. So Jamie doesn't know this, right? I have a CDFI as a client of mine here in Newark. I've been reading about CDFIs. I've got a CDFI coming on the transition podcast to talk about um, the, the, the CDFI opportunities within the veteran ecosystem. So they were already top of mind for me. And all I did was pass that information across to Jamie. And all he did was reach out and literally ask me. And as soon as I gave it to him, he was like, man, thank you so much. Is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything you need help with? And I just told him, I was like, hey, you know, I'm always looking for branding clients or, you know, anybody that needs professional coaching. And that's how we have those conversations going. Right. And it's again, it costs nothing. It takes nothing. What? Two to three minutes of my time to help a fellow veteran out, you know. And again, Jamie and I have been knowing each other for almost three years now. We met through a mutual friend, Chris Lockhead, but we've never actually met in person. You know, all the time we've, I mean, we've done Zoom calls and whatnot, but I've never physically met him in person, but he knows I'm a reliable source, right? And matter of fact, Jamie is the one that got me connected with the book creators to help me write my first book. I did this whole writing program that he did that helped him publish his first book. And so I did that. And so that's what it means to bring value to a network, right? To bring value to a relationship. And so you all have the ability to do that out there. But again, you've got to not be so self-serving. You know, <laughs> it's funny, man. Some of the biggest networking events I feel like I've wasted my time at was when I go, I sit up my little booth and I have business cards and I got the little flyer, you know, the promo. At the time, I had one for Ironbound Boxing. Nothing literally came out of it. Yeah, I might have shook, shook a few hands and kissed some babies, but like it really didn't do the most for my business. And the frustrating part for me at that was like, I just remember being at these events for so long, right? They almost take like all day. It wasn't until I gained more experience that I realized, you know what, man, a better use of my time is just going through my existing network of people that already have a reason to know, like, and trust me and figure out where are opportunities that I can add more value to it. And so again, for you all out there, you can create a system for it. Like literally, if you're going from zero, let's say you're transitioning out the military, all your network, all your peers, everybody is still active duty and you're going back to Arkansas or wherever else you're from. And you're like, you know what, man, I got to build this network from scratch. Just carve out some time on your calendar and say, all right, you know, what do I already bring to the table? Whether I've gone to school or anything, what do I have? Okay, I'm an army veteran. Cool. What are the veteran owned businesses in my area? Boom, you look them up, who are their owners, and then you start reaching out to connect with people online. Or maybe you say, hey, what events are taking place in my area that's going to be, that, that, that's really going to involve a lot more veterans locally? Boom, you go to that. Maybe it's something you're curious about doing, right? Like, interestingly enough, right, I'm looking for new hobbies, and I keep seeing all this stuff online about pickleball. And I was talking to my girlfriend yesterday and another veteran entrepreneur that like, hey, I think I'm going to start playing pickleball. And me and him, his name is Darius. He was like, Mike, I was thinking the same thing because we're always looking for ways to stay active and also just break up the day to day from the business because you start doing this stuff for so long, it can feel like you're on a hamster wheel, right? So 
in this case, pickleball, right? I don't know anything about pickleball. I can look online and look at YouTube, but I start looking on the internet and saying, okay, well, where are the pickleball courts? Where are the pickleball equipment? Maybe there's a pickleball meetup, right? Maybe I can sign up for a class on how to play pickleball. And guess what? I go to that class. What do you think is probably going to happen? I'm going to meet other people with the same interest as me. And then next thing you know, we might be playing pickleball on the weekends, right? But it, it does, this stuff doesn't just magically happen. You actually have to take some action to drive it. And I hear you. I know what y'all are saying. You're like, Mike, I'm so busy already with my business. You know, we're up and running. I'm trying to make sales. Um, I have a family. I don't have time to do everything. How do I know what I need to prioritize? And this is why I'm always big on like, what are your goals for the quarter? Like, go back to 90 days, okay? What is it that you want to accomplish in the next 90 days, right? And if you want to drive revenue, which most of y'all do, let's be honest, we all want to drive revenue in 90 days. So we have to do some lead gen, just the nature of the beast. And if we're going to do lead gen, I guarantee it's so much better to do it with people that have a reason to already know, like, and trust you based off of some affiliations or relationships, as opposed to just pure cold outreach. I'm telling you, you're like swimming upstream when you do that. And so if you can't carve out five minutes to start reaching out to people, like literally you could do five minutes, three days a week. That's 15 minutes, 15 minutes spent towards activating your network, right? Just helping people, connecting with people, etc. If you do that, you're going to start kicking up some dirt. And when that happens, you're going to find new opportunities to drive sales, to build strategic partnerships, even funding opportunities that you didn't know exist. Like that's what it means for us to support one another. This is not just a passive thing, right? You can't just sit back and think, oh my gosh, like every great opportunity is just going to fall into my lap. No, you've got to get out there and you've got to start like talking to people and look for stuff. Because the more you start engaging and you start pouring into your network, you start pouring into your community. And again, take veterans. out. It might just be your local community. It could even be, let's say, like for me, I do podcasting, right? I'm part of a podcasting coaching group, not podcast coaching group, a branding coaching group, right? And we are doing a retreat here in New York City, literally starting today. When I get done with this podcast, I'm going there to connect with people. And I get people all the time that reach out to me for branding support that aren't necessarily my perfect customer, but I'm still able to help them through the relationships that I have in this coaching group. So not only am I able to help my coaching group, I'm also able to help the entrepreneurs and things that come to me. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it gets overwhelming just trying to keep up with everything. But I just know that like when you are in a pinch or just in general, right, some of the best synergies I've ever found. The best clients I've ever gotten have all come by way of referrals. The best media attention I've gotten, all by way of referrals. And the reason that happens is because I'm not afraid to engage and activate my network. So that's what I want y'all to do. I want you to create a plan for activating your network. And again, do not be self-serving. Literally, try to come up with creative ways to add value. If you got social media, and you know there's opportunities for funding or whatever, don't just keep it to yourself. Share it with the ecosystem. Maybe you tag a few people, right? This entrepreneur I'm working with, the restauranter, she, I looked at our mutual connections. We didn't have any. Actually, we might've had like one. So she's one of those ones that has to do it from scratch. 
And this is what I told her. I said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to formally introduce you to my personal network. I'm going to tag a few people in the post. And then let's start getting things going there and get connected. And on her end, she has a, a mandate for me to get on LinkedIn and start connecting with other veteran-owned businesses. And also, I told her to find every directory you can in your local area. And I want you to connect with every veteran-owned business in your city. They need to know who you are, right? And again, this is not something that's going to happen literally overnight, right? This is something that you've got to work deliberately. But I promise you, you start putting in the effort for that. Now, people are aware of who you are, what you do. And so now, instead of trying to solve all these different problems yourself, you have a network that you can lean on to help you out. So I hope this is helpful. Let me know your thoughts about this episode by dropping me a line on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman or shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org. I have not gotten a newsletter out recently, but I'm going to get a newsletter out to you all. I just did one for my other podcast, Dog with some Brandon, talking about whether identifying yourself as a veteran-owned business was a functional benefit or a feature. And, you know, it's a little subtle difference, but sometimes I think people can overemphasize, like, why people are buying from them instead of, let me not, not, not overemphasize why people are buying from them. Let me rephrase that. Being a veteran-owned business isn't always enough to drive demand. And so in certain scenarios, it can in a market that's not very saturated, but in a highly saturated market, that's not enough of a differentiation. So I sent a newsletter talking about that, and I'm going to send a newsletter out talking about the importance of activating your network because this is important. And I know for those of you that are in the process of transitioning, can feel overwhelmed, you don't really have a network yet. Y'all are starting to connect with me online, and I appreciate it, and keep it up. And so I'll, I will do a newsletter for that that I'll get out here in the next two weeks. But other than that, as always, if there's a topic you want me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, you can always reach out to me. I'm super accessible. Um, sometimes I have my head down, you know, recording podcasts or running the gym, et cetera. If you reach out to me on LinkedIn or shoot me an email at mike.stebman at bunkerlabs.org, I will get back to you. So until next time, everyone, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.